y'all, it's Amelia Rose, and welcome to Salem Me, and welcome to the last episode that I am going to be recording. I'm kidding. The last episode that I'm going to be recording when I'm 23. <laughs> that was really cheesy, and I can feel that, so let's move on. Um, hopefully at 24, I won't be that cheesy, but I hope you had a good week. I had a pretty normal week. Um, this past week was my week of work after vacation, and I was kind of interested. I wasn't I wasn't, I was going to say hesitant, but I don't think I was actually hesitant. I was interested to see if I would be like, oh my gosh, like the week is so long now that I'm not, not on vacation or if there was really going to be any adjustment and there wasn't. It was a very normal week. I feel like I got into like the groove and the swing of things like pretty easily and um, it was nice. It was a good week. It was just kind of a normal week. It wasn't anything like too crazy, no photo shoots, no nothing, um, but it was good, it was really nice, actually, Monday, after I walked out of the office, when, um, work was over, when the day was over, I kind of just, like, felt myself kind of, like, sighing, and just being, like, ah, like a good sigh, not like, oh, you know, (laughs) or anything, but, like, a good sigh, just being, like, ah, okay, back home, like, good routine, everything, and so, it was nice as much as I love Nashville and I've always been like, oh my gosh, I want to move to Nashville at some point. I was very happy to be back in Mobile and still am. So that was a really good discovery. Um, so yeah, just a very normal week. Um, but next week, as you can tell by the episode, it's not a normal week. Actually, when you're listening to this, uh, tomorrow is my birthday. Yay. And I'm turning 24. So that is crazy. Really weird. But um yeah, so I'm supposed to be going to Trivia this week with some friends. I'm going to a Taylor Swift night. Uh, actually, the day before my birthday, I told my coworker and I told myself too, I'm like, this got to be like this Pensacola Taylor Swift thing that I just did. That's going to be like the last Taylor Swift thing that I do for a while. Um, but then I saw that my favorite bar in town is having a Taylor Swift night the night before my birthday, and I was like, I'm sorry, this is too perfect, and I have to get into this, um, so I'm excited, I'm going to that, and then my birthday will be the next day, I'm excited, I'm going to work, and then I am going to dinner after work to a wine bar that I've never been to, but I'm very excited, they have pizza, and I'm gonna be with my family, so it's gonna be a nice little celebration, so that'll be super fun, and I don't know, I'm just looking forward to it. It's just going to be a really nice little day, and I can't wait. So that's kind of all that's going on this week and next week, my plans, and that's kind of it. Um, It's kind of like a a not a very exciting update, but I mean, my birthday's exciting, but there's not very much to it, you know, like going on during the week. Um, I don't really know, like with work, we approve the week after next, and yeah, uh, that's, that's kind of it, so, yeah, not very detailed, let's get into my obsessions, my last obsessions of 23, very random obsessions, so, my first obsession is Facebook Marketplace, I have never used it, and actually, to this day, still haven't, but I got it into my head that I would really like a treadmill, um, I, honestly, I just got a shower, I just went for a walk and got a shower, and so I'm kind of like, lotioned up, I have like clean hair, it's great, it's good, but going on walks, oh my gosh, I am having the hardest time cooling off from going on walks because it's so dang hot outside, like, and I really want to go for walks, I loved it, and actually when I was in Nashville, I walked a ton, and I loved the way I felt, and it just felt good to be walking a lot, and I don't really get that much 
exercise like natural exercise in my day since I have a desk job and I do weights in the morning but it would be really nice to add some cardio but then I have trouble with like doing like jump squats and lunges and stuff I don't really know if it's my joints I am almost 24 I don't know why I'm having issues with like my knees or my joints or whatever but like for some reason it just doesn't work for me I don't click with it and so I end up not doing cardio unless I get outside well it is so hot like I went on a walk today got a shower like everything I should be all cooled off but I'm having such a hard time cooling off I don't know what the issue is um and so I don't really want to be at the mercy of like okay it's too hot I can't go on a walk or something and then also walking in the neighborhood we live in a very safe neighborhood, but I still don't really feel all that safe walking alone just because there are too many horror stories of, like, the female jogger who was kidnapped and never seen again and whatever, so I don't do that, and then that just leaves my backyard, and then it's too hot, or in the winter, it's, like, really freezing and whatever. So I've gotten into my head, long story short, that I want a treadmill. I feel like that would improve my life drastically. I feel like I will be a new woman with a treadmill. I don't know why. It's just almost midlife crisis quarter life crisis I'm not hopefully I'm not the middle of my life that would be sad but anyway quarter life crisis just being like I really want a treadmill so I also don't want to buy a $300 treadmill or even like $150 treadmill like that's just not something I want to do so I'm like let's look on Facebook marketplace and see if people you know I don't know whatever and so I have been scouring Facebook Marketplace. I've actually been in contact with a couple of people and the treadmills that I want just keep selling, which is annoying and not to me. So it's just just like they keep selling to other people. And so it's kind of annoying, but it's also really addictive to like save searches and then go on and be like, oh my gosh, did another treadmill like come up or something? Or even just type in like Taylor Swift and be like, oh, this person across the bay is selling these Taylor Swift magazines for 10 bucks. And I don't have the urge to buy them, but like, that's cool, you know? (laughs) So Facebook Marketplace, hmm, it's very addictive. It's also a little bit scary because I was actually in contact with somebody and I was like, do I want to go pick up these treadmills? First of all, they were like across the bay. They didn't fold up and I was like really nervous to transport them because ideally I would transport them in my brother's truck and my little car cannot take a treadmill, I don't think, um, but then I was like, wait, I don't want them just in the bed of his truck, like, sticking up, and then I'm going across the bay, and going on the causeway, or the bayway, and it's just, like, this treadmill sticking up, and hopefully it doesn't fall out of the truck, like, I don't know, so I was just like, okay, yeah, no, I'm not doing this, um, and so I would want someone to come with me, and that's just a hassle to get everybody, you know, on board, and whatever, but Facebook Marketplace, a lot to say about that. It's just addictive and it's fun. So I've been enjoying that. Next obsession is baking. So I have not baked in a while because I am trying to clean up my diet and whatever. I say clean up my diet like I've been eating like baked goods a lot. I really don't eat baked goods, um, but I love making them for my family and whatever. Um, I love eating them, but I just don't. And so, well, I don't as much. But I baked so many cupcakes for one of my coworkers' birthdays, and it was so fun just to bake cupcakes, and it was nice. And also, I am in charge of baking our birthday cake. Now, my siblings and I want, um, well, I really don't care, but they want a chocolate maple bacon cake. So I found a recipe on Pinterest, so I am tasked with that. So hopefully that goes well. Um, I feel confident about baking it. I just like decorating it is not my 
strong suit, but maybe I'll surprise myself and I'll just be like amazing. Also, I've crammed a lot into this week before my birthday, so I'm kind of going to need to figure out how I'm going to like have the time to bake our cake. We'll see, but it should be fine. I'm excited, but I have just been loving baking and whatever, and it's just been a lot of fun to kind of get back to it and bake, and then it's made me excited for fall to like be baking and be cozy and all of that, so it's just been a lot of fun this week. My third obsession is Americanos. Now, yes, I know it's like a hipster thing to say, like, I love an Americano, but like, basically, I had a lot of them in Nashville. For some reason, it was my drink of choice. I had one last week. It's simple, it's inexpensive, and when I need coffee, when I feel like I need to get a coffee out, it's because I'm really tired, and an Americano just makes me feel like, boom, I have energy, so that has been great. I got one this week, it was an iced Americano, and it was really good, and it just made me feel like, yes, I can do this, because um, I was feeling really tired at work one day, <laughs> and I actually convinced all my coworkers to like go to the coffee shop with me, and it was very fun, it was hilarious, we just like were out for five minutes getting coffee, and it was just a lot of fun, <laughs> I don't know. Um, my next obsession, something I'm getting re-obsessed with, is One Tree Hill. I took a break for a little bit, not because I didn't like the show, but because life kind of just got in the way and I was doing more things and having more to do and I didn't have time. And then recently I have gotten back on my grind of just like watching TV, which is great. And so I've been been continuing with One Tree Hill. I think I'm on season five or six and I'm just loving it all over again. So that's been great. And last obsession is my stationary bike. So we have this stationary bike that I used to use all the time when I was younger, like in high school and whatever. Um, and I just haven't used it in a while. But I used it because I used to watch YouTube or watch TV when I was on the bike. And that was kind of like, okay, when you're watching TV, you've got to be like walking or on the bike or whatever. I don't have a treadmill, obviously, as we've gone over um but I watched an episode of One Tree Hill actually when I was doing the bike and it just kind of made me feel good it made me feel like okay I'm doing something protective and whatever um now you're like if you have the stationary bike why do you want to watch like why do you need a treadmill because you already have like a mode of cardio and that's true but I do not want to be sitting I already sat at a desk all day and when I'm relaxing I sit down so if I ever want to exercise and watch TV at the same time, I want to be standing up and like just walking because in college I used to go to our gym and I would watch YouTube while I was on the treadmill and it was super fun because I was like, cool, like this is kind of a break for me, but also kind of keeps me motivated and whatever. And so, yes, I still want to treadmill, but the stationary bike in the meantime is fine. So yeah, those are my obsessions. So let's get into the episode. So I do this every year when I turn a different age on the podcast. I started this podcast when I was 21, I think. And so this is my third time doing it. So I, every year I have to come up with another, like, I have to come up with original things, but I have to come up with like plus one. So finding 24 things at first, I was like, this is going to be like ridiculous. Like 24 things I learned at 24. Like how am I going to come up with 24 things? And I highly like thought about not doing this episode and just changing like, Oh, what are my goals for the year? Which ironically, I'm doing a Q and a after this for, um, next week. And someone asked, what are your goals for 24? So I'm going to answer that question. So that's like a whole 
um, new podcast episode, but I ended up being able to find out 24 things that I learned at 24, and it wasn't really that hard, so I was very excited about that, so let's get into it. I kind of feel like this year was a lot of personal growth. It was a lot of discovery. I was doing a lot of things for the first time, and it was a completely new type of year. It was like the first full year that I hadn't been in school, first full year I was working again, and then, um, well not again, but like along with not being in school, I was working, um, and it was just a lot. So let's get into it. I feel like I'm rambling, but let's get into it. Um, the first thing that I learned was balance in everything makes me ultimately feel the happiest. So when I say balance, I mean balance in absolutely everything, like balance in going out versus staying in. If I am going out way too much, I feel deprived of my time just to relax and recuperate and whatever. Versus when I'm staying in all the time, I feel deprived of socialization and feeling like I'm making the most of my life, basically. Um, So yeah, that makes me feel, if I have a good balance of that, that makes me feel my best. I'm like, cool, I do enough socializing, but I also have a little bit of time to like, to myself to just kind of rejuvenate and relax. You know, balance in eating healthy versus indulging. If I am only eating steamed broccoli and chicken for like the whole time that I'm eating for all of my meals, I'm going to feel really deprived. Versus if I'm just eating all the fast food in the world, I'm going to feel sick. And so having a bit of balance makes me feel good in that. Loud moments versus quiet moments, you know? I'm talking big picture here, you know? There's obviously times, like extended times of celebration, where you might not be as balanced with like being on track with your goals or whatever, like vacations or something, you know, I don't necessarily think you need a balance in whatever on vacation, you can do what you want on vacation, but I feel like ultimately making sure that you're balanced in the grand scheme of things, um, there might be times when you're more on track with your goals and you're not having as much room for like fun and frivolity and whatever and that's perfectly fine, it's just like everything is in a season, but make sure that you're balanced with like okay, once the season of, you know, intense preparation is over, maybe have a season of balance or have a season of, like, celebration, something like that. So just making sure that I am being balanced to everything makes me feel like I actually have my life together and I'm actually making the most of every moment. The second thing is that taking a chance beats wondering what if. Basically, you'll never know unless you try, so try. So something... This is actually a story, I don't know that I've told this on the podcast. Maybe I have, I'm not sure. But um, I'm not, this is something that kind of comes to mind, but I'm not a very um, forward person and I don't want to be. I don't think that I should have to be forward to like get my, you know, chances, whether that be like at a job or at a relationship or whatever. I don't think I should have to be like forceful or pushy or whatever to get what I want in life. That's not anything that I'm talking about, but taking a chance, it's like, yeah, I I can take chances. That's fine. I just don't want to have to be like overbearing about it. So something that comes to mind is one time I was at this social event and I saw this guy that I thought was cute and he was actually talking to a friend of one of my friends from college. And so I actually didn't know my friend from college super, super well. Um, We had taken a couple of classes together and I wanted to get to know her, but, like, I ended up being kind of with a different group in the class, and then we started following each other on social media, and I, like, 
was like, okay, great. She's just as cool as I thought she was. So I really want to get to know her now that we're post-grad. And so I wanted to talk to that girl. And so I talked to her at the event. But then I saw that her friend was also talking to this, like, guy that I thought was really cute. And so my friend ended up going over to get, like, pizza or something at the event. And so I went up to her and I was like, hey, do you know the guy that your friend is talking to? And she's like, no, I just met him tonight. And she's like, why? And I was like, I don't know. I think he's really cute. And so she's like, come here. So she literally like, she grabs my hand. She takes me over to her friend. She introduces me to her friend, which by the way, I want to get to know her friend too, because she seems really cool. So yeah, like those two girls seem super, super cool. Um, and so she introduces me to her friend and then her friend introduces me to, or no, my friend introduces me to the guy that I thought was cute. And so he shakes my hand. He's like nice and meets me and whatever. But after that, you could kind of just like tell that he was not interested. He like didn't really talk to me, didn't really get to know me. He kind of went back to talking to the girl. I kind of stuck around for a little bit. And then I was like, okay, this is just awkward because I'm talking with my friend, but it's also just kind of like, why are you over here with the group? Like, why are you still here basically um, with the dude? And so I thanked her and I was like, well, okay, thank you so much. But, you know, obviously he's not interested, but thank you. That was great. And I was actually like, I think that's something I will always be impressed with, with her that she just like was like, cool, I'm just going to introduce you because you think he's cute. And like, let's see like what happens. And the way this relates to like taking a chance and all of that is like, I didn't pine for him across the room. Not that I'm really that person, but I, you know, I've noticed guys in the past and been like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. And the whole night I'm like, this guy's so cute. This guy's so cute. But I never figure out a way to like get introduced to him. You know, I never approach him or I never approach the group. And I just feel like me telling my friend, hey, I think this guy's really cute that your friend is talking to you. Like, you know, whatever. And my friend ultimately did like a lot of the work to to get me introduced to this guy and then boom in a matter of like literally 15 minutes I could tell I went from being like wow this guy's cute I wonder if he would be interested in me to like okay no he wasn't interested in me and boom that's done it literally took 15 minutes and a lot of times stuff doesn't take 15 minutes when you just like you wonder and you're just kind of like huh you know so I feel like you know even in in basically every aspect of life, I feel like if you have the chance to take, you should take it and just see where it takes you. So I feel like you really should, um, if you see an in or a way that you could figure out, hmm, I wonder if this would happen. If you have the opportunity to figure that out, you should figure that out because now I like don't even think about that guy anymore because I'm like, you know, okay, obviously he wasn't interested in me, so there's nothing more to it. Whereas if I hadn't figured out a way for us to be introduced, I might still be like, oh, like, I wonder if that guy was ever interested in me. Now I'm kind of like, yeah, I know he wasn't. And that's it. So long story short, take your chances. Uh, The third thing that I have learned in my 24 years on earth is I don't have to hide my feelings to be accepted. So there are always parts of myself that I am tempted to play down because I get nervous that I will be stereotyped. Um, that can take a lot of different forms. I was homeschooled and a lot of times I don't necessarily want to be like, oh yeah, I was homeschooled. Even though I have nothing to be ashamed about, it's like there is that type of stereotype against a homeschooler. It's like, oh, you're weird. Did you socialize with people? It's like, of course I did. But so I never really want to like 
volunteer that information right off the bat because I want to be able to make a first impression on my own merit without it being like, oh, you were homeschooled, you know? Um, and then I also don't like to tell people if I have a crush because I don't want them to think of me as this love-obsessed teenager, you know? Um, but I think after you've made the first impression and everything, you really can be yourself because there's a huge satisfaction in being able to tell people things about yourself and having them love you, you know? Like, I feel like I get kind of in the middle of, I'm never going to pretend to be somebody else. I'm past that. But I might keep parts of myself private because I don't want to not seem like I fit in. I want to feel like I fit in fully. And so like mentioning that I was homeschooled in some circles, mentioning that I'm Catholic, like I don't want them to judge me based off of that stuff. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that everybody wants to be taken at face value and be like, this is who I am. And I don't necessarily want a label right away because that can be really hard to break free from. But I feel like there comes a point where you have to be able to tell people about yourself to go deeper. And if you don't, most of your relationships will be very service level because you'll be afraid and you won't trust them that they're going to love you, you know, and not stereotype you. I feel like that has been something that I've been worried about in the past. And I've really come to realize I really can be myself and people like me. And it's kind of weird to think like, oh, that's a revelation. But it's just something that I've gotten a lot better at um, living by. And it's just something that I've gotten a lot better at doing. Um, The next thing is, if I'm proud of my work, I am going to be proud of my work. It's not prideful to be proud of the things that you work hard at or the things you work hard for. If you achieve a goal or if you do something especially outstanding or you're proud of something, run of the mill that you did be proud of it. You know, if I write an article that I'm proud of, I'm going to be proud of it. And I sometimes have trouble promoting myself, but at the same time, if I'm proud of something, I really should be able to promote myself without feeling like, oh gosh, what if people think I'm prideful? So I'm just kind of like, I mean, who cares about that? Be proud of who you are and be proud of the work that you do. If you put a lot of work into it, be proud of it. Uh, The next thing is having a budget eliminates anxiety in the long run. Yeah, having a budget can make you stressed in the moment. Oh my gosh, like I just went on vacation. Having to calculate up how much I spent on that vacation, that was a little bit stressful because I was like, I had a set amount aside and I was like, oh my gosh, is this vacation like, is it going to be okay? Because I'm not the kind of person who wants to run the moment by like, calculating up oh my gosh like what am I spending I just kind of keep track of it in my head but I know that there are certain expenses that I may not have thought of so doing the calculations later can be really nerve-wracking and you can kind of just be like oh my gosh I don't want to see the numbers whatever but it is so empowering to know where your money's going how much you spend on specific things and how you can adjust according to what you value so I know recently I have been spending more money than I want on like going out to eat and that might just be in a social setting or whatever but I'm like do you always have to get the such and such you know you can maybe tone it down and maybe not get a drink out or only get one drink out or something like that and so if I didn't keep a budget I wouldn't know 
that that is something that I want to work on. I wouldn't know that that's something that I would like to change. And so keeping a budget really does, it's just responsible and it just keeps you on track for what you want in the long run. The sixth thing on my list is if I get the opportunity to do something that I have always wanted to do, I should go for it and I should do it. It's pretty self-explanatory. I don't have much to say about that, but it's just like if you get this lifelong you know, dream, opportunity to chase it, you should go for it. But then also in another sense, like if there's something that is scary, but it's like an opportunity, you should not let your fear stand in the way of taking it. Like maybe you're doing something for work and it just seems like, oh my gosh, like this is just something new, but it's like more responsibility or you're working with people that are higher up or something like you shouldn't be afraid to do stuff like that. And so just take the opportunity because you never know. It could be great and it typically is. So do it. All right. The next thing is don't sweat the small stuff. Oh my goodness. There will be a lot of things that seem big or dramatic or important or you, you know, just life changing. And you kind of know that they're not, but you just like make a big deal out of them anyway, or they just bug you or they get on your nerves or they're just like, they're just there all the time. And you're just like, this is such a big deal. Oh my gosh. You know, you freak out about it. Don't sweat it. They're not that big of a deal. You cannot take everything and make it a big deal. And you can't take everything that seems like a big deal and assume that, yeah, it is. Cause it's not, I don't know. There are certain things that, you know, maybe things that get on my nerves or things that seem like such a big deal in the moment or whatever. And it's not, it's not a big deal at all. So it's just like, it's almost like pick your battles. Stop sweating everything. You cannot think that everything is worth, you know, critiquing or figuring out or whatever. Like there's some things you just take them in stride and you're like, okay, you know, life is way too exhausting when you think that everything is worth, you know, picking over or obsessing about or whatever. And that just might be my personality, but I just don't sweat the small stuff. Let it roll off your back. Do not make a big deal out of it. <laughs> like you, your sanity will thank you, you know, especially when you're in a new situation. I know it just seems like you're on your height, your alert is heightened. You're just kind of like, oh my gosh, like whatever. And so everything is like a big deal to you. Like not everything's a big deal. Actually, not a lot of things are a big deal. So just don't sweat it. The next thing on my list is making an effort is actually sexy. Okay, I'm gonna say it. And I've said it, I think, the whole podcast. I think early on in my podcasting career, I made an episode called something about like, is complaining trendy or something like that, or is not caring trendy. Oh my gosh, I still think that. I still think that people think that not caring and being, you know, oh, is it, it was called, is negativity trendy? Um, But I feel like people think not caring, being, you know, just blase about everything. Like, it is not sexy to me at all. And I I choose that word deliberately. You know, if people think that sexiness is the ultimate pinnacle of what we're chasing, sexiness is making an effort, okay? There is a lot of sexiness to caring. I think that not caring and just kind of being casual, not showing your cards, not caring, not putting any effort in, just kind of expecting things, oh, they'll happen, but I can't, I can't show that I care because I, I just don't want to, you know, I don't want to like show that side of myself. Like that is not sexy. That's not mysterious. That is stupid. And I hate it. Okay. Okay. In actuality, 
I'm not going to settle for games. I'm not going to settle for having to act like I don't care when I do because life is too short. I want the, you know, love story, romance, workplace, whatever, when people care. And I, I have that in the workplace. It's great. I am not in a relationship right now, so I don't have that in a relationship. But when I do, I want the guy to care. And I want to be able to be comfortable showing that I care. I don't want to be made stupid for feeling like I care. Because I'm sorry, why would you settle for somebody who doesn't care about you? That's stupid. The end. <laughs> that was my rant. We're moving on. Um, kind of along with this, uh, my next thing is I am worth the investment. And chances are, so are you. So this is kind of multifaceted. It applies to so many different areas, um, both worth the investment from yourself and from others. Um, something that I can relate to is in the money sense, there is a difference between being thrifty, budget conscious, trying to set yourself up for being financially stable versus cheaping out on experiences and life enhancers and actually living your life and having fun and setting yourself up for success in the long run. For me, that can actually be a struggle. I will admit I am a thrifty, for lack of a better term, basically cheap, um, person. And I don't enjoy like cheap food, like cheap experiences, whatever, but I will just forego experiences and nights out and whatever because I have like a savings goal and it's just or like I'm looking to get the most bang for my buck and that ends up being like I'd rather have many experiences that are just kind of like eh like inexpensive versus like one big experience that actually would be really fun that is maybe more expensive um and so that's something I have to constantly remind myself also you know buying like clothes and makeup and skincare and whatever like there are some brands that I really genuinely enjoy that are inexpensive I don't think native like deodorant shampoo toothpaste whatever is really all that expensive I enjoy the brand elf cosmetics I really enjoy the makeup products that I get from them like those are things that I genuinely enjoy but I know that there are some things that I either don't replace or I don't buy because I just am like, uh, I don't want to spend the money. But then it ends up inconveniencing me or making my life less put together, whatever. So there's just there has to be a better way. And I have to really realize I'm worth the investment. Like, I feel like just this year, I've really been like, yeah, I'm worth the investment. And, you know, I used to be like, you know, with the treadmill example, I used to be like, oh, walking outside is free. Like, yes, it is. But at the same time, like I said, weather dependent. I hate getting overheated. I hate being absolutely freezing. So I would like to invest in myself by getting a treadmill. I don't want to spend money on like a brand new treadmill, but I want to buy a treadmill. And I feel like that is a very, like it's a good jump for me. You know, when I used to be like, walking outside is free. Like you can punish yourself and be super like hot and whatever. And you won't even, you know, enjoy your walk or whatever because you want to save money by walking outside for free. But, you know, you get the point. I feel like I'm rambling. Um, but again, in a relationship sense, this means I've learned that I'm worth somebody's time, effort, money, affection, and them putting themselves out there and having some sort of personal risk with trying to love me, you know? I shouldn't feel like I'm not. I shouldn't feel like people feel like, oh, I'd rather not say anything then be hurt because that has happened in the past. There are totally people that I know 
like liked me but they never told me because they felt like I was not worth the risk how does that how do you think that makes me feel huh how do you think that that makes me feel being you know not like knowing somebody likes me and them never saying it because they don't want to get hurt like excuse me am I not worth a little bit of rejection like am I not worth the possibility of rejection yes I am so that's why we don't chase those people who we know like us but don't say anything because I'm like you know if you don't feel like I'm good enough to be able to risk something for then I don't think I'm you're good enough to chase okay cool I don't know how that ended up being another rant. Um, the next thing is sometimes I just need sleep. All right. I always get upset when I get up. I'm fully intending on exercising. I'm just too tired in the morning and I can't make myself do it. I always get sad. I get upset. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so lazy, whatever. But I realize that sometimes I just need sleep. Sleep can actually be better for you in some cases than going for that workout. So get the sleep. I can always do a workout later in the day. It's up to me whether I do that or not, but like if you, I feel like I need sleep, I know I need sleep, and that is something that I'm trying to put first if I'm like truly like, yes, I absolutely need to go to bed, or I need to not wake up at five, I need to wake up at six, give myself an extra hour of sleep, everything will work itself out, you know, that's maturity. <laughs> the next thing is an all or nothing attitude typically gets me nothing. This is my experience. I feel like if I have an all or nothing attitude, I would burn out and end up basically with nothing. So I do better with a little wiggle room, a little bit of um, time, you know, if I am expecting to hit a goal in five weeks. I give myself like six or seven weeks to kind of like, okay, if I fall back, like it'll be okay. Um, And it might take me a little bit longer to reach my goals, but being able to have like cheat days or extra time or something like that. It keeps me from burning out and giving up forever. It kind of keeps me on track. All right, the next thing is a pair of heels makes me feel really confident and put together. That is if they fit. I recently bought some nude heels to replace some other nude heels that I had that I've just worn to shreds. Um, and they were great. They're like, they're nine west. They're really nice. Um, and I bought them online and they don't fit. And I can't return them. So I'm feeling great about that. But anyway, a good fitting, well fitting, nice pair of heels makes me feel really confident and put together. I love wearing heels. I love wearing heels to the office. I love wearing heels out. Like, I am planning on wearing heels to my birthday dinner if I can find an outfit that I feel like I don't have to wear nude heels with because I don't have a pair currently. But any type of heel just makes me feel awesome. So, if I'm having a bad day, put on a pair of heels that fits. The day is great. Alright, the 13th thing on my list is dreaming is fun but don't let it distract from real life. This is something that can be really easy to accidentally do. So it's easy to have future goals, aspirations, and to think of those things like have kind of a timeline or a bucket list or like, oh, by this age, I'd love to do this. Or like in the next year, I'd like to do this. But thinking of those things all the time, it can really sidetrack you from being invested in your current city. Like if you want to move somewhere eventually, um, but you're not there yet, just dreaming of like my life in New York can kind of distract you from where you live now. If you have a dream job, it can distract you from the job you have now. If you have, you know, you want like a group of friends or whatever, or like you want some sort of dynamic to look different, don't let it distract you from what your life looks now and what like the good people you have in your life currently don't let you know oh I wish that I had a bigger friend group well if you have 
one or two friends. Don't let the bigger friend group goal distract you from the people that you have in your life currently. So that's always something good to keep in mind. Uh, the 14th thing on my list, don't settle for potential or maybes. This is, again, in a relationship sense, a friendship sense, a job, a city, whatever. Like, oh, this city would be great if it had, you know, more events or if it was more financially, like, prosperous or something. Like, that city is that city without those things so like take it or leave it as it is um you know if a guy has not committed to you you are not committed to him that is so like gosh when I wrote that down I was like ugh, I, I don't want to say this on the podcast <laughs> because God God knows I have been like emotionally committed to a guy who's like not been committed to me and that's happened a couple of times and yeah it's easy to see the potential in people especially if you're an optimist or you want to see the good in people. I am that. I I want to like people, okay? I want to root for people. But that potential may never materialize. I hate to say it. It may never, like, the guy who is a loser, except for, like, he has the potential to be a great guy, he might always be a loser, okay? You know? Uh, the person that you want to be friends with, if only they didn't do X, Y, and Z. Well, you know what? They may never stop doing X, Y, and Z. And so... Y'all may never click, and so stop settling. So don't hunt your bets. Don't waste your time on a guy who hasn't committed to you or people who haven't invested in you. It's like, they would be so great if only they rooted for me. Well, if they're not rooting for you, like, I'm sorry, but that's who they are, and don't settle for that, you know? All right, the next thing on my list, I can explore all my interests, but I cannot be the best at everything that I try. This has been a pill that I've been trying to swallow basically my entire life. I've been trying to excel in everything that I try, and you know what? I have been failing for years, basically all my life, because it is not possible. And I used to get so upset as a kid, being like, oh my gosh, I tried this and I'm just not good at it, or uh, I would get so upset, and my mom would be like, you are a sore loser, like you cannot take the fact that you are not good at everything that you put your mind to, because admittedly a lot of stuff came easily to me. And so if I ever did anything that I had to work at, it freaked me out a little bit. But as long as I worked at it and I was able to, like, get there by the end and be, like, really good at it, I didn't really mind. But the things that I did not come naturally that I had to work at and I was never the best at would just undo me. And I have been trying ever since to, like, figure out how to be the best at everything, and it has not worked. Like, I will be honest. As much as I preach on this podcast, perfection is not attainable and you cannot be the best person in the room at all times. I still want that and I feel like we all do. And it stinks to realize, okay, I'm not going to be the most beautiful person ever all the time or I'm not going to be like the best at what I do all the time. Especially when I start climbing different ladders and being in different places and excelling and being in different rooms of people. Like I'm not going to be the best at what I do if I keep growing because pretty soon I'm going to be with even more talented people and even more talented people than those people and like it's just going to be like I'm with more talented good at what they do people now than I was in high school and that's going to be the same in a few years that's going to be like oh in at this point in my career I am around however many people than I was around when I you know in my first year or something or like even if it's the same people, because I love where I work, and I could see myself there for a while, 
they're, they're all getting better and I'm getting better with them. And so it's like a different playing field. So I cannot always expect to be like the best at what I do. And when you're not the best at what you do, what you do is you work harder. And you don't work harder to be the best. You work harder just to like be the best you can be. And so another way of saying this kind of is like let other people's amazingness and awesomeness and whatever and talent inspire you, not make you feel bad about the point you are at to be able to like do the things that you know you're good at. Just because you're not as good as at someone in certain areas doesn't mean that you're not good. Um, Yeah. The next thing on my list is Taylor Swift music actually does hit different. Now, this is not something that I recently learned, guys. <laughs> I've always known this, but it has been especially prevalent this year. I feel like I felt even more connected to her music than I ever felt. You know, listening to new romantics on vacation, just feeling really free, and listening to it when I'm, you know, at a Taylor Swift night, and new romantics comes on, and I'm like, wow, I am around her age that she was when she wrote this, and I am really feeling like my life is really good, you know? And then listening to ours and Superstar when I had a crush. Listening to A Place in This World, Never Grow Up, and You're On Your Own Kid when I am at a part of adulting that is particularly challenging or something that feels like a new chapter in my life, you know? And then especially seeing her in concert this year. Her music is so powerful and I am appreciating it all over again and I'm just like getting this renewed sense of like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is my music you know, so that's great, at 24, it's super fun, (laughs) um, 17, be selective when burning bridges, oh my goodness, this world, this world is so small, guys, you don't even realize it, um, yeah, I don't have, like, a ton of, like, you know, skeletons in my closet, or, you know, bridges that I burned, and never going to, like, see again, you know, like, I don't have a ton of those, but you know, I've got a couple of people or a couple of groups or whatever that I used to associate with that I don't now and all of that, but be careful, be really selective who you completely cut off contact with, even who you might badmouth at times, we all do it, okay, um, because you never want that getting back to that person, um, I don't, you know, and I never want it affecting me and whatever, so I've just learned, like, there can be, when you feel like you've been treated poorly or when you've been treated, like, unfairly or you have that perception or you just don't fit in or things ended weirdly whatever you have at least I do I have this feeling of like I immediately want to be like no no way we're done like you know I get upset I get emotional and I'm like no like gone forever this person is gone you know but you really have to be careful and I have just found that being professional being, um, and I'm not even talking about professional situations. I don't even have anybody in a professional situation that I'm like, heck no, bye, you know, but like being cordial, not showing all your emotions, even if you might just be like seething inside, being so upset that this situation ended this way or that this person did you wrong, like being very calm, being very level-headed and treating it just carefully is probably the better move and it's not as satisfying I know all of us want that movie you know movie um moment where we like slam the door and we say all the things we wish we would have said and then that person disappears from our life forever and like we never encounter them or anybody that knows them again 
but the world doesn't work like that and you can be really embarrassed if anybody ever you know hears that you acted like a diva to this person and then all of a sudden you're like blackmailed as this diva so be really selective about your bridges and which ones you burn which ones you may kind of like just put a sign across be like do not trespass like (laughs) we we don't use this bridge anymore but it's still there you know (laughs) so just be careful um all right 18 a sheet mask before bed makes my skin really glowy in the morning i love it i just really 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 love it so yeah that is just self-explanatory it's just fun all right the next thing on my list i can totally make my own fun so i now that i have like the means to go on trips go on vacations do stuff like I don't have like a ton of means but you know I've got like more than I did in high school and in college and all that um I feel like my expectation of fun has kind of leveled up and it's really awesome I enjoy it I love to be able to feel like a trip is possible and like I can hop on a plane at some point and you know with some planning and some budgeting I can do that and that's fun um so that's great but I feel like a lot of times I feel like I depend on other people for my own fun. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I would love to do this if only I had a group to go out with. Or like, I'll ask my sisters. I do a lot with my sisters and it's super fun. But if they're never, you know, if they're like not available at some points, I feel like, darn, well, I can't do that. Well, yes, you can. You can. You need a little creativity to have fun. You can do stuff on your own. You can create fun. You can, you know all I need these days to have fun is like a face mask and YouTube and it's fun it's it's a lot of fun and so you really don't you're not as reliant on other people for your well-being as you might think you are I feel like sometimes we get into the screw where we're like oh it's only fun if I'm with other people you don't always need to have an event planned or a trip on your calendar or a coffee date scheduled you really can like the day after my birthday don't really know what's going on but the day after my birthday I'm really just planning on like having an afternoon by myself because I only work 8 to 12 on Fridays and so I'm having just a day by myself just an afternoon where I'm just out I'm walking around I'm just seeing what happens and I'm excited I'm very excited to have that day of fun so give yourself some power to make fun in your life and then you won't feel like you're so like dependent on other people and your mood won't be so dependent on you know oh my gosh can they make it and you won't feel rejected if they can't because you're like okay fine I'll make my own fun and it'll be fun so yeah give yourself a little bit of power all right 20 don't waste motivation just thinking of things bite the bullet and do them that is evident in a lot of things in my life Uh, my podcast being one of them um I feel like you, you can get motivated and you can really get caught in the planning stages of things. And while that's a fun place to be and you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, like I feel like people don't come out of the planning stages because they don't want to realize the plans they've made are like not realistic. But at some point you really have to still have a little bit of discipline and motivation to be able to see things through. So just don't waste all your motivation on planning and then you've run dry and you can't make yourself actually do things. All right, the next thing that is a little bit hard to grasp, um, but very necessary, is that outgrowing friendships is normal. I figured this out pretty quickly after I graduated college. There were people who I talked to a lot that I really haven't talked to in a very long time. And we keep up 
with each other on social media and everything but it's just like there's some people I just haven't seen in a while and at first I was like oh my gosh I'm such a failure I let all these friendships go but then I realized okay well they didn't text either you know and honestly it's not that I bear any ill will towards these people or anything like that but it is just kind of like just kind of stinks a little bit it's like okay that's hard and it can be really difficult because when you outgrow a friendship when a friendship just kind of like fades away because you're just not on the same playing field anymore you're just not really in the same mindset it's just it can kind of hurt because you kind of feel like oh my gosh like well there should be some dramatic screaming match and whatever and that will make the closure harder or easier to have because you're just like I'm done you know but outgrowing friendships is really difficult because you don't necessarily realize that you've outgrown them until maybe something hits you or you realize I haven't you haven't texted in months or you the conversation's one-sided and you don't feel like making the effort anymore because you're not as invested in each other and whatever way it unravels it can kind of be hard and it can be really difficult and tough to realize that there are certain people that might still be stuck in like I, I used to be friends with certain people that we shared the same mindset and then I felt like I evolved and they stayed the same and or evolved in a different direction and I look at them now and I'm like you're still in that mindset that I had that I don't I haven't had in years now and I don't even recognize this anymore and it can be really difficult but again outgrowing them is normal I think everybody has at least one friendship that they've outgrown and I feel like it's not that weird it's not that difficult it can be hard it's not that unique though and so take comfort in the fact that like outgrowing friendships it happens to everybody and it's normal I don't feel like you have the same friends when you're I mean maybe you have some of the same friends but you don't have all the same friends that you had when you were 18 when you're 28 you know same thing with when you're 14 all the friends that you had at 14 you don't have at 24 I don't have any of the same friends that I had at 14 at 24 you know and that's fine it's all good I mean my sisters are my friends my siblings and my family are my friends but you know unrelated non-relative friends I'm not friends with any of those people anymore and that's okay okay the next thing that I learned is the way people talk about others to me is the way they talk to me about others basically the way that you see someone talk to someone face-to-face and then the difference between that and the way that you see people talk to them, talk about them behind their backs or whatever. And I don't necessarily even mean gossipy, but sometimes it can be gossipy. Like, just keep in mind that that's the way they talk about you. If someone talks to someone, like, behind, you know, in front of them and talks to them, and then later goes behind them and being like, oh my gosh, they are so sweet. Like, they're amazing. I love them so much. They're great, whatever. You know that that person can kind of be altruistic. And it doesn't mean that they're necessarily praising you to other people, but like they are a generally like decent person. Then you can observe other people who like compliment people and say, oh my gosh, that dress looks amazing on you. And then later be like, kind of like Regina George, like that is the ugliest dress I've ever seen or something like that. Um, And you just are kind of like, oh gosh, like it's people like that that you kind of think, 
oh my gosh, they complimented me on this. Did they then say that I looked fat in that? You know, I don't know. Um, and so it's just kind of like, basically you're not the exception. If you think, oh, well, this person's kind of gossipy, but I don't think they gossip about me. Like they probably do. Okay. And it's not here or there. It's not like you should be wary or blah, blah, blah. It's basically just like, this is reality. And so don't try and convince yourself like, oh, I see that happening to everybody, but like, I'm sure it doesn't happen to me. Like, it does, okay? Um, the next thing, 23, is sometimes I need to just get over everything. Kind of the same as don't sweat the small stuff. Just, like, I need to get over, like, every little piece of drama, every supposed insult, like, anything that I take to be, like, uh, sometimes I get, like, defensive inside. Other times I'm just, like, you know, I need to get over myself, my own drama. I just need to get over, like, I need to admit sometimes that I am ridiculous. Like, this morning was not my finest moment. I just have been in a mood this weekend. I don't know why, but I don't know. I just like, I went on a walk, I got a shower, and I was like, okay, just get over it, okay? Stop being so ugly. Just get over whatever you're getting over. I don't know what it is, but I like, I still don't know what it is. Like, honestly, I have nothing to be annoyed about. I just feel annoyed. Um, And so, I just need to get over everything. Sometimes, you can admit you're being ridiculous and that's okay. doesn't mean you're a ridiculous person. You're just having a ridiculous moment. So quit it. Okay. Snap out of it. And then the 24th thing that I think is going to be really good this year is positive thinking does wonders. Okay. You know, I have noticed such a big difference. If I'm going somewhere that I don't necessarily want to go to, or I'm doing something that I don't want to do, saying, you know, this, this could be really good. This could be fun you know, this could be amazing, whatever, um, my difference going into something like that, or thinking, this is gonna be awesome, or I might meet somebody tonight that, like, should be fun, like, it should be, I might meet some new people, you know, whatever, like, sometimes, I, I did the episode a couple of weeks ago that was, like, single and tired of mingling, like, sometimes going to different social events and just being like, oh, it's gonna be the same people, and, like, there's nobody new, I can't expand my horizons, like, I don't even know, I don't even, like, I don't want to talk to the same people, sometimes I go into things thinking like that, and my time spent at that event is, like, not time well spent, because I psyched myself out before I went in, versus if I'm going to the exact same event, and I think, okay, I might meet someone tonight, I might meet, you know, new people, I might kind of be introduced to new people or have my horizons expanded. It could be really good. It could be a lot of fun or, you know, maybe there's just a good drink there and I had a good drink and that's fun and that's all. I have a much better experience at those events regardless of whether or not that comes true. It could be horrible, but at least I feel good for having a good reaction or a positive thought about that event. Same thing about a ton of stuff. You know, assignments at work, I can be like, oh my gosh, like... I don't know how to write this article. I don't even know. This is not the most fun article I've ever written. And like, ugh. Like, there's sometimes when I've approached things like that. And then I'm like, stop thinking like that. Like, shut up. Like, and then there are other times where I get an assignment, assignment that I'm not like as thrilled with. And then I am like, you know, I can find a good angle for this. I can really make it fun. And I can have a lot of fun with it. And I can think outside the box. And I can make it my own. And then those articles always end up feeling more fun to write end up turning out better probably and just end up being a better time for me so positive thinking it works wonders it's almost like fake it till you make it because it's like fake it till you make it till you do it's snow on the beach we're doing that it's like 
you will end up making it if you keep thinking positively and stuff will work out. Now, success is not linear. Doesn't mean it's just going to zoom, work out, and then that's it. Like, sometimes it'll work out, then it won't. Then it'll work out, then it won't. Then it really won't, and then it really will, you know? So, I always think that positive thinking does a lot for you and your attitude. So, those are the 24 things I have learned this year at 24. Can't believe I'm 24. It's crazy. But I hope that this episode kind of helped you, kind of like centered you. I really tried to make this well-rounded and um, have a little bit on emotion, a little bit on wellness, a little bit on, you know, whatever. Um, So I hope that it made you think and it encouraged you and it kind of pushed you. Um, Yeah. Anyway, that's it. And I will talk to you next week when I am 24. Crazy. So anyway, love you so much. Talk to you next week. Bye.